Hello, and welcome to Bit Parade, the podcast where we play hits and flops from video game history and transform them into song. I'm Mike Petrie, and with me as always is my friend and collaborator, my fellow tentacle with dreams of rock and roll stardom, Eli Bolin. I've always dreamed of being a tentacle, so <laughs> I, 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 just a single tentacle. Like, yeah, not, not attached to like an octopus or anything, but just a tentacle with a brain and a soul. Yeah, that's that's Mostly it. soul. That's all I need. Uh, I like to think of myself as 10% brain, 90% yeah. soul. <laughs> that's that's a not a bad balance. Yeah. Uh, how was your week, Eli? Uh, it, was, it was not bad. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you heard, but we're in the midst of a global pandemic. And so, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with, with that. That's awkward. That's, oh man, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty weird. But, you know, we're, we're hanging in and. Um, That's good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's good. Xbox? I said bright spots. Oh, bright. <laughs> well, I guess I'm thinking, because uh, you just celebrated a, a very special day, right? Yes. Yes. I had my, my 10th wedding anniversary That's yesterday. Very cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, the, the, the glass year, which, which year is that? That's the uh, the diamond year. The diamond year. Okay. So we celebrated it by listening to um, David Bowie's Diamond Dogs. Okay, I thought you were going to take out the Neil Diamond, but oh yeah, that's that yeah. would have been good too. <laughs> you more, but I'm more uh, I'm more of a Bowie fan than than Neil Diamond fan. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, um, not that not that Neil didn't write his share of of classics. You know, I didn't really know it that well his body of work until I did that workshop last year of the Neil Diamond musical. Hoping, hoping to stay with it uh, if it moves. What was it called? Uh, uh, Beautiful Noise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of his yeah. one of his classics. Yeah. Which, another song that I did not know until the, uh, <laughs> the workshop. Oh, I don't, I don't know it. I just know it's one yeah. of his classics. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's, there's an album called Beautiful Noise. Because I, I know I see, I've seen it when I dig through the dollar bins. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no slide intended on Neil, but a lot of his albums are in those bins when I go digging. You go vinyl shopping a lot? I, I used to go vinyl shopping a lot, mm-hmm. like all yeah. the time. And then, you know, once once the kids started being born <laughs> sequentially, yeah. I um I started doing it less and less. Sure. Cause and then, then you know, like my my leisure vinyl listening <laughs> has also dropped off significantly. Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting here, you know, in, in our basement in, in New Jersey in beautiful uh Maplewood, New Jersey, and I'm I'm literally sitting next to I'm I'm looking at my shelves of records. Yeah, and it's you know there's so many like there's I have I've hundred hundreds of records, and yeah. it's definitely increased you know very you know minutely over the last <laughs> few years compared yeah. to like in the years before that I was like constantly buying records and I would buy. You know, even if I was only like slightly interested in a record, if it was like five dollars or less, I would just buy it. Yeah, because I didn't, not? I didn't have to like feed or clothe another human being, <laughs> or now two other right. human beings. Um, Don't you wish your kids could wear records? So you I, could do both. I do. I'll still find a way. I'll melt them. I'll melt them down and shape the hot, <laughs> hot wax to their bodies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just the ones I was gonna sell. Right. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's, I might, yeah. if I'm, not, if I'm going to get, get just like a dollar or two, I might as well just make some 
incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable clothing out of these. <laughs> so, and I was actually thinking this past week, I'm like, oh, I should, you know, I should actually finally go through and call out the ones that I know I'm never going to listen to before I yeah. die. <laughs> so, you know, in the, like in the next couple of years and, uh, <laughs> cause I'm very unhealthy and I'll, and, and, you know, sell them or sure you see what I can get for them. Cause there, there's yeah. actually a pretty good record store. That's like a 20 minute drive away mm-hmm. and just try and reduce it a little bit. Cause I yeah. look at that and I'm like, there's no way there are definitely records in here that, mm-hmm. I'm never going to listen to again. Right. That I have just to be a collector. And I and I know that they're like like when like I see like like for example like a like Quest Love being interviewed or somebody yeah. or like or so, any kind of collector where there's like mm-hmm. thousands of records <laughs> in their home and I know like they're never going to listen to all of those. They're Yeah. They're just a collector. They're a collector. And and I'm a collector too. But like my my passion for that collecting is like diminished somewhat over time i think because my my passion for listening for pleasure i think has has my, the amount of time i have to listen for pleasure has is basically almost totally vanished <laughs> sure sure so they'll be in college soon enough yeah when they're in, when they're in college just give them give them another you know 18 years yeah fill f- 15 another 15 yeah. years they'll both be out of the house and i can start <laughs> listening for pl- for pleasure again um but i think actually it'll be easier for me to listen for pleasure knowing me and my mm-hmm. sort of um scatterbrained indecisiveness if i actually mm-hmm. reduce it a little bit oh sure i might sense. actually be able to because i just look at all of it and i'm like well i can't even like where am i going to start looking through all these things yeah uh, i'll just you know I'll just like look at my phone for 15 minutes and then fall asleep. Um, Cause it is, it is so nice when I actually like bother to like turn out the lights and like get a drink and like sit up at like a chair, like put yeah. the headphones on. Like it's, it's a nice experience. And if I like think about it, like the sense memory of it, I'm like, Oh, I, I really miss that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done that for a while, but that's, that's always fun. I used to do that with classical music when I was in college. Oh man! Just nice. get, do a whole symphony. Sit with the symphony. I used to do that in college. I used to put on um, like jazz records when I like I was like just really discovering jazz, and I was like, man, oh, sure. I'm becoming a real jazz head. I'm listening to kind of blue. Wow. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, same same with me. I was like, oh man, I just bought kind of blue, and I also bought Blue Train, which <laughs> the 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 jazz posers starter kit. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, yeah. we like video games also. Yeah, they're okay. So Mike, playing? Yeah, yeah, what's oh how's how's your week been, man? Uh, good. The only thing I have to report is I'm doing. Do you know what Mark Fisher Fitness is? Oh, do I? It is the it is the fitness. Uh, is Broadway's he, gym? It is Broadway's gym. That yeah. is. It's, thank you for finding the words <laughs> that I was searching for. Yeah, but I'm I'm doing their snatched uh class, which is like a six week like train or like intensive of like three plus classes a week plus like nutritional guidance. I was a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I just, I just, I need to do something here. Just buckle in for like a good amount of time and count calories and macros and protein and, and work out a lot. Yeah. How, how are you enjoying the snatched? I, it's actually going really well. I, I was kind of worried about, I'd be hungry all the time, but Margaret's been eating really well for the past couple months anyway. So like, 
my diet has not really changed that much. I'm just kind of like, I have less room for snacks and alcohol. And frankly, that's kind of what I wanted to chill on anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going well. The belt's already feeling a little loose. So, you that's know. That's great, man. We're getting there. We're getting there. I'm I'm lifting this 16-ounce uh, can of cider to you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm lifting a, a tea that I enjoy. <laughs> Uh, for once, because I threw out all my bad tea. That's good. I hope yeah. that I was the inspiration for you. You, you were. Chucking the <laughs> bad funny. tea. My uh, my brother's wife commented on that. She listened to that and said that she was like, you know, that inspired me to throw out my bad tea as well, because I had had the same approach of just, like, just barreling through it. I've, She's I've, like, I don't need to do that anymore. So I've wanted to inspire people that I don't know, as well as people <laughs> that I know. So... <laughs> I guess that yeah. includes everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Life's too short for bad yeah. tea. I've said it yeah. before. I'll say it again. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, what, are, what are we playing? Yeah, let's move on to what you're playing. What you playing? Uh, Eli, what you been playing this week? So, so I actually have, have some news here. So okay. uh, Walter went to... Digital Press, shout out to Digital Press of Springfield, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, a friend of his mm-hmm. uh, a week or two ago. I, I don't have the actual date in front of me because because I <laughs> why would I? But um, so his friend, you know, so Walter is very obsessed with Pokemon now, and, and it increases yeah. by the day. Um, and his friend also loves Pokemon, and so his friend was really interested in this Pokemon 3DS game. Uh, I think it was either Pokemon Sun or Pokemon Moon. Yeah. And so the the, the catch was his friend doesn't own a, a, a DS. Okay. So um, Allison uh, called me or texted me and said, because uh, she knows that I play, I've been playing New Leaf every single day. Yeah, yeah. And she said, do you mind <laughs> if... Um, if Timmy, I'm I'm not gonna uh-huh. not gonna say his real name. His name's sure, not sure. Timmy. I mean, I don't know why I wouldn't say his real name, but let's just say it's Timmy. Yeah. Uh, if Timmy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so weird. Uh, borrows the D the DS for a few weeks so he can play this game because he wants to buy it, but he doesn't have a DS, and it's it's you can't you can't get them anymore because they just they don't oh, make them yeah. anymore. And if you want to buy one now, like on if you go on like eBay or whatever, they're like three hundred dollars. Oh jeez. Okay. It's crazy. So so I said my response was well I'm not gonna tell a six year old he can't borrow the DS. <laughs> um here's the thing man I don't know if you're ever gonna see that DS again. <laughs> no they mm, I <laughs> I think I th- I think I, I I believe that I will. I believe yeah. that I will. He's they're not gonna they're not gonna keep they're not gonna keep Walter's Walter's DS forever. Yeah. But I um I there because I was a you know because my initial reaction was like, oh no, what's gonna <laughs> happen to my village <laughs> if I don't maintain it every day? I'm yeah. gonna miss all of my friends in the game because that yeah. game that game has basically been my like pandemic self care. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm not gonna have that to play every day. What yeah. the fuck am I gonna do with myself? <laughs> and um, <laughs> my friends, my friends, my friends. 
my furry friends. <laughs> and um, she's like, okay, great. Um, they're they're on their way to the house. They're gonna. Can you get it together? Can you get everything together in the case so they can pick it up? Just let me say goodbye. So they can pick it up. And so while I was waiting for them to come pick up the case, mm-hmm. uh, and and so Harry, our our, our three year old, he was napping. So I was alone at the house. I started frantically googling if there was a way to freeze my game. Oh, sure. So that so that like when I started the game up in a few months, that like or weeks or whatever. That like mm-hmm. my village wouldn't be empty, everyone's moved away. It wouldn't be like yeah. decrepit. And so apparently, if I when I, whenever I get the system back, if I set the date to the day that they borrowed the system, yeah, and yeah. then I and then I play until a villager says, until the first villager says that they want to move, because someone always says that they want to mm-hmm. move, and then. I go through that whole thing of like I either mm-hmm. convince them to stay or I can or they say they're gonna move and I yeah. like and I'm like see ya, and so I I do that and whatever day that happens, yeah, I save and quit and then I go back in and I set it to the correct day, yeah, and apparently everything should be fine. Oh, okay, interesting. Alleg allegedly, allegedly. I'm going I'm going to try that, yeah. assuming that I get the system back, yeah, and then hopefully all my friends will be back. That's, yeah, I feel like at the very least you should be able to just like set reset the date to like you know yeah the day that you lent it out and it would be you can just carry on as usual just with the date wrong on your three ds right. But, but I'd, I'd like to see if there's like a way to like eventually catch up to the correct day because oh yeah because of holidays and stuff. Holiday, I want to I want to yeah. celebrate you know I want seasons. to celebrate the seasons seasonally. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as I I start the game. On the day that oh, it's only been a week. They borrowed it on April eleventh. It just okay. feels like it's been longer. <laughs> but I missed, uh, you know, I missed the KK yeah. concert last night, and uh, it's rough. It's rough, man. And that's what KK would say too. He'd say rough because he's a dog. <laughs> he is a dog. What What have you been? <laughs> he's a dirty dog. Playing <laughs> that damn dirty dog, KK. Uh, have you been filling the void with any other games? Yeah, you know what we've been doing uh, as a family is mm-hmm. uh, we've been playing through Link's Awakening on the Switch from the oh, beginning again. Very cool. And God, that game is so good. I love it. Yeah. I think we actually talked about it on the last episode. We had just started doing it. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. And we're yeah. right at we're right at the end of it now. We're getting close to the end. We're on mm-hmm. um, the Eagles Tower, which is like the second to last. Yeah, yeah. Dungeon before like the very end of the game. Yeah. I just think that game is so good. Yeah, I'd like and, to replay that. And Harry likes to watch it, and he calls it the Zelda Show. <laughs> that makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's like, "Can we watch the Zelda Show?" And he, at the <laughs> beginning, he doesn't like us to skip the very beginning uh, when you like first boot it up. And he's like, "Can we watch the cutscene?" <laughs> <laughs> he like knows he's three years old, and he knows what a cutscene is. That's apparently, well, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but apparently the word cutscene was like coined by uh, Ron Gilbert, the designer of Maniac Mansion. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I forgot we were talking about Maniac Mansion for yeah. a few minutes there. <laughs> eh, we'll get to it when we we'll get, get to, to it. it. All right. Eh. Um, yeah. So we've been playing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the main one, really. That's the only thing that I've been actively partaking in. And then. Yeah. We know Walter is still deep into Let's Go Pikachu, and oh, we'll, of course. we'll occasionally throw in Mario 3D World because 
mostly because Harry likes to watch us play it. Yeah, the Mario 3D show. Mario 3D show. The super like, show. For that, that's what he says is, can you play levels? <laughs> and when he says, can you play levels, he's asking for someone to play Mario 3D World. That's and so he knows cool. exactly what he wants to watch. He'll say like, can you play the brown castle with the red fairy? <laughs> like Things like that. He'll like describe it or he'll, or he'll like say where to go on the map. He'll like give directions on the map exactly where to go because he knows exactly yeah. what level. To, he'll say like, do this, do that. He'll, he, he like has the levels memorized. It's a, it's yeah. a little I'm like, is this, is this healthy? Yeah, it's easier that or the alphabet. Yeah. So. Right. You know, he's, he's learning. He's learning something. Yeah. What, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, two things I played this week are there's this game called Hades um, that came out last year. That I've been, I played a lot when it came out and then kind of just stopped for a while. And I'm back in there and it's uh, just a treat to play. It's like, it's kind of like a, it's a roguelike game, which I think we talked about a little bit last week. Um, in that, you know, it's a, the style of gameplay is like your character, you kind of get a bunch of power ups or a different weapon at the start and you power up as you, as you go along. And then when you die, you lose all of them. But, the game, there are certain things that you keep with you, certain currencies that you like are able to spend on upgrades that are permanent. And what's unique about this game is that it has a really robust story. So you are the son of Hades. Your name is Zagoras. And like every time you die, you kind of wait. You're, you're trying to get out of like hell, essentially, and get away from your terrible father, Hades. Uh, who you just have this terrible relationship with. And so you try to escape every time, and when you die, you just kind of come back to, well, I'm back in hell again. And everyone knows you, and there's like, oh, there's your friend Achilles, there's your uh, your friend Medusa, who's like uh, a housekeeper. And every time you, know, you die, like more pieces of story progress, or you'll run into like Eurydice on the second level, and Orpheus is, you know, back, he like, as a court musician in in the main court of hell. So and there's like, you're kind of like piecing together their story. So there's just like this reward loop of, and you like give them gifts and they will give you like certain like upgrades. Uh, so the game just, it just has a really satisfying loop that even if you don't get far enough, you feel like you've made progress and you're at the very least, like unlocking pieces of the story. Um, but it's, it's just so cool. Cause it's like, you know, a game made by 10 people and it was this smash hit last year. Um, and I've been playing that on switch. So it's, uh, very, very easy to get into. And the music's great too. It's sort of like a mixture of sort of like antique sounding Greek music, but also sort of like heavy metal. <laughs> So it's uh it's very cool and uh actually the composer I think voices the main character and Oh that's so cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, Super Giant is the name of that company and they also made games like Bastion and Transistor which are these kind of very smaller compact games but are like really rich with their storytelling and like narration and stuff too. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. So I highly recommend that. I also got this game called uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. So I, so the Yakuza games I've never played before. There's like a whole series of them, and I don't really know much about them at all. But I have been hearing more and more about this game because it's 
I don't know. It kind of almost plays like a like a GTA, like a Grand Theft Auto game, where you're a dude <clears throat> kind of running around in different missions in a city. But it also has turn-based combat, like a classic Japanese RPG game, like a Final Fantasy or a Dragon Quest. And the reason behind that is like your main, the main character, the guy you play, was like obsessed with the video game Dragon Quest when he was little. So he talks about whenever he gets in fistfights, he like likes to see it in terms of like a video game. So that's how they, the sort of weird meta explanation for why <laughs> it, it plays like that. But there's so much story to the game that I've been playing it for about three hours total and I've just been watching it. It's just like all these like backstories. I hardly know that much about my character because the game starts with like, here's the, here's the childhood of like the Yakuza boss that you end up like, becoming that is like your sort of stepfather in a way Mm -hmm. and seeing like what happened to him as a child then it's present day no no then it's not present day it's the year 2001 and you're doing a couple missions just to sort of like under it's like tutorial stuff you're getting to know the controls and how the game works you're meeting some characters not everyone's great sometimes it's goofy sometimes it's serious but then like another guy from your gang gets in trouble or like he shoots somebody from a rival gang and you get asked to like take to take the hit for it. So you end up like going to prison for 18 years. like, <laughs> And then it kind of catches up with present day or it's like the year I guess, 2019 mm-hmm. and I've just gotten out and I'm like, OK, finally, I can start playing this game and see what I don't even know what like the regular gameplay loop is, but it's uh i still don't know it's just um more and more and more story and it's all very interesting but i'm kind of itching to see what happens and so how like how long does it because i every time we so the difference between one of the differences between you and me like is that um you you always are like onto new games (laughs) (laughs) which i very rarely finish unfortunately oh well it said that's my question is like because i was like i always assume that you like oh like oh you you like finished that game and now you're playing these that you're like burning through these no. games no, this and is i'm a, like this is a game i have a feeling this is like a, a long haul game which mm-hmm. you know i will just kind of just pick one of those at a time and maybe like to have other smaller games kind of around it depending on just mm-hmm. what i'm in the mood for so i mean but it also scares me because like i talked last week about starting final fantasy 12 which like to get to too um yeah and i was asking yeah. about like final fantasy recommendations oh yeah yeah well i still say six uh six six in america or six in japan uh six in japan so if you're going to play it on in super nintendo emulator you would look for three three yeah well should we get into the 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 meat of the matter yeah man I don't think Trying that's Trying to get down. Well, yeah, it was Don Henley's first draft. <laughs> Trying to get down to the meat of the matter. Because I'm making some bacon. And, and the pancakes are batter. batter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thinking about <laughs> some, uh, some coffee. <laughs> OJ. <laughs> That's I, I was trying to ele- bring it to the next level and I failed. Don't forget the yogurt. 
Even if, even if you don't love uh, meat anymore. <laughs> of course, you don't love meat anymore. How, did I even, how was I even hesitating on that? That was very good. <laughs> was it? All right. Maniac Mansion. Maniac Mansion is the game we're talking about this week. Um, so this game originally came out on Commodore 64 and the Apple II in 1987. Uh, I don't know about you. I played the NES port, which came out in 1990. Is that what you played? I never played it until... Yeah. Oh, you mean, or, or, I you mean, mean just for recently. this? <laughs> yeah. Just recently. I played, I played the NES port. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, other games from 87 were like Punch-Out, Castlevania, Double Dragon, Final Fantasy, the original Final Fantasy, uh, and some other games from 1990 when the NES version came out are uh, Super Mario World, F-Zero, Secret of Monkey Island, and Smash TV. Yeah, so I don't think I realized that like when this game came out in NES, like we were already just kind of getting into Super Nintendo territory too. Oh man, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And even like three years, like the distance between the original and this port seems like a lifetime. Yeah, man. It's like it's like the Beatles from 64 to 80 to 80 <laughs> to 67. Yeah, man. From your hard day's night to your Sergeant Pepper, man. Sometimes three years can be a lifetime. That's really true. Sometimes three <laughs> years can be a lifetime. Doodly doodly do. <laughs> Uh, it was developed and published by Lucasfilm Games, though the NES port was published by Jalico, and designed by um, Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick. So what what happens in this game? You're basically, or do you want to take it? Sure. So yeah. you, you play as a group of kids. They're trying to rescue their friend Sandy, uh, you know, the character from Greece, uh, <laughs> from Dr. Fred's mansion. Uh, before her brains get sucked out. And Dr. Fred is under the spell of a sentient meteor that fell to Earth 20 years ago, like like it does. And also in the house are his wife, Nurse Edna, and their son, Weird Ed, who uh, you can befriend. And uh, you have to break into Dr. Fred's secret lab and save Sandy. Would you like to discuss the tentacles? Uh, yeah, I just also wanted to bring up that in addition to there being a sentient meteor... Uh, towards the end of the game there are also two tentacles that hang out in the house um one is green tentacle who's sort of like a guard at first but then is just kind of like this kind of sad musician who you can become friends with and is pretty he's pretty nice although he, there are some gruesome deaths can result by bad interactions with him but there's also purple tentacle who's like dr fred's henchman um yeah, so this is like like a point-and-click adventure game, which uh, is kind of awkward on the NES because you are... I mean, I feel like this kind of game is well-suited for a mouse, but you're just kind of using the D-pad as your mouse. Um, and it's, you know, you're just solving puzzles with collecting items and finding, oh, what do I do with this item? Will this open a secret door? Or do I combine certain items to, to get the certain outcome? And it all takes place, the whole game takes place within this mansion and like around it and above it and or below it, I guess. Uh, and apparently I I was listening to a podcast about Maniac Mansion and learned that like, because this was developed like by Lucasfilm Games, they were sort of in a on the lot of uh, 
uh, Skywalker Ranch, but they didn't work in the main buildings, but they sort of based the design of the mansion on the, the main house of Skywalker Ranch, just as kind of like an inside joke. Oh, that's that's interesting. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, you know, the game is influenced by like, you know, B-horror comedy movies from, I guess, like the 60s. Um, so they're like a lot of just kind of like, you know, mad scientist cliches and stuff like that. And I guess it was like really influenced by there's this movie called creep show that I've never seen that I think like Stephen King and Leslie Nielsen are what's is that his name? Leslie Nielsen. Leslie. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen, like the guy who was in airplane yeah. and naked guy. He actually plays guy. a villain. But I think that also is about a meteor that crashes in like the backyard of, of someone's house and drives them crazy. But yeah, Dr. Ed is uh, under the spell of this, this meteor and as you are going through the house, you're solving these puzzles. Like if you run into any of the occupants of the house, they'll throw you in this dungeon in the basement. Uh, although it's pretty easy to get out with two characters. What's kind of interesting, like I said, it's an adventure game, but the design of it was really uh, a result of Ron Gilbert sort of disliking how games like King's Quest worked, where you had to like, always type everything because mm-hmm. he felt like you're always just trying to guess like what the developer wanted you know you're just trying to guess sentences or there's confusion of like okay is that a bush or is that a shrub do i have to use exact right words and just like unfair puzzles like uh, yeah that. and absolutely. so he wanted to create a, a simpler inter- interface so you're basically like instead of you know you're you're pointing on places to walk at them but then there's just like a list of verbs under you like like pick up, get, turn on, use, open, close, talk to, and you click on those words, and then you click on the the thing that you want to interact with, and that's how you interact with everything in the in the game. Mm-hmm. This game also they created this thing called the Scum System, which stands for yeah. I was reading about that. Yeah, the script Great. creation utility for Maniac Mansion, which is just kind of like a game engine slash programming language that made made it really easy for them to uh implement ideas into the game like super quickly so they could just have an idea and then five minutes later have a prototype of it and like i mentioned earlier this game has time or it's the first i guess coining of the the word cutscene because yeah so it's in the manual oh cool cool yeah it's uh so like at a certain point there, there are timed events in the game where like you'll just be doing your own thing, but then all of a sudden it'll flash to like weird Ed's room. And he's like, Hey, I'm kind of hungry. I'm going to go find a snack. And then if you're between him and the kitchen, you'll run into him and he'll be like, Hey, what are you doing here? Get out of my house. Go in the basement. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting how it does that. I, I always find it very stressful running into the <laughs> occupants of the house. Did you feel the same way? Yeah. Well, it, it didn't, you know, it only happened to me a couple of times because I, I mean, well, it'll it'll get into sort of like my experience playing the game, and then how I think it compares to your experience playing the game. Because I think I think there's a, I mean, it's to, I guess to jump right in because you played the game a lot as as a kid. Yeah, right? yeah, I owned this game and I played it a lot and played it, and I think I got most of the the different endings to it. So, so my awareness of the game. So I never played the game until. For, for this. 
Yeah. Um, I was aware of the game, but I was I was mostly aware of the, I, I was aware of the game, but I had a greater awareness of what we should mention existed of the TV show mm. that was inspired by the game, which was created, I think, by Eugene Levy and Joe Flaherty. Yeah, or at least at least right? Eugene Levy was like the I think the head writer on that show. And then I think it starred Joe Flaherty. Yeah. Was he Dr. Fred? Yeah. I think so, yeah. And they're both SCTV right, guys. Right. And and were like creative partners for a really long time. And I and so Eugene Levy, I think, like wrote wrote mm-hmm. it and then Joe Flaherty I think started as, as Dr. Fred. So you you were aware of the show more than the than the game. And I knew the sh- and I knew the show was based on a game also called Maniac Mansion. Yeah. But I never owned the game, I never rented it, I never played it. Um, so it wasn't even until I, I started to play the game for this that I was like, oh, it's like a point and yeah. click. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and then it wasn't until I started playing, you know, this ROM mm-hmm. that I realized, I was like, oh, it's a point and click, but you're doing it with a D-pad? <laughs> yeah. And And I realized, like, at that point, I was like, well, I could either, like, lean into this or I could, like, search around for a ROM of, like, a computer version sure. of this. And I was like, oh, my God, this would be so much easier if I totally. could just, like, use my trackpad and, like, click around. Like, I want to walk over here. I'm going to yeah. click on that spot. I'm going to, like, click on this and this and this. Because using the D-pad to, like, co- like awkwardly, like, go to, like, where I wanted to... Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> ...to, like, a spot, and then, like, use the D-pad to go down to the word mm. I wanted to use, and then go back up to the location. I, I, st- I struggled with that oh, quite sure. a bit. And especially because some of the, the puzzles, there's some, like, time-based things. So it's, like, there's this mm-hmm. dexterity of, like, okay, I've got to uh, really quickly click on this, and I have to go click on this word, then go up and, like... Qu- click on the thing to make it happen before I lose my opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that can feel unfair sometimes. I, so, and I also realized, so I, I didn't use like any kind of guide or walk through or so, cause I wanted to be like, what if I was just coming to this game and, you know, other than like basic gameplay stuff, Mm-hmm. I just wanted like how would I approach this game? How would I try to 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 beat it? What would I do? And w- immediately when it's like select your characters and you like there's like only very basic information yeah, given yeah. about them. I'm like, well, how would I know what's important? Yeah, totally. In selecting these people, like two of them are musicians. Okay, uh, one of them is like a like a sciencey yeah. guy. I think like one of them is like um. Uh, a writer wants to be a writer. Yeah, one's a photographer. Um, and one's yeah. like a surfer who can fix telephones. Yeah. I was like, well, how do I, if I can only pick two of them, how do I know which ones I'm going to need? Totally. So I was like, I don't know what, what the hell I'm supposed to do here. So I, I picked, who did I pick? I picked Sid. Uh-huh. And I think I picked um, Bernard. Yeah. Or, or I think I picked Sid and Bernard. That's a classic combo. And then we were outside, and then I, I was walking around and like I'm like okay, so I can move around and it'll like show me the different things I can do, um, like it'll sh- like. I didn't know what I. Uh, eventually, I figured out. I was like, okay, like I can pull this doormat 
There's a key. I can get the key. I can open the door. I go inside. You know, I was, I was Dave. I, I, I got, um, you know, caught almost immediately and thrown into the dungeon. I was like, well, I don't know what, what the, what the hell to do. I, I, I couldn't figure anything out. Like later on, I learned about like the loose brick. Later on, I, I like when I watched you play. I watched your playthrough yeah. because, for those of you who who don't who listen to this but don't know, you know Mike plays through all these games on Twitch, and you should watch him do that. Yeah, I would like to get more than one viewer per session, so please watch me. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's 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 good at he's good at at playing these <laughs> games, folks. So you should watch him do it. Um, so I I went after the fact and I watched because you leave you leave the mm-hmm. streams up and I watched you play through and I'm like, wow, like what. I was like, Mike definitely has played this game before. He's like, I think, I think I remember you do this. Uh, I think I, you, I remember you do this. And you were just like, bam, 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 <laughs> going through the game. And um, oh, I got stumped at like you know an hour and a half in, where I was just like, hold on, I'm just gonna read a guide for a second. Yeah, because I watched like the first hour and then I like skipped yeah. ahead to the end. But like maybe for like my in my leisure time <laughs> after we finish recording, I'll go back and watch the back half. Um, because I'm just like curious about how, like, what what you do. Yeah. Um, I and so I like switched, and I went in, and I'm just like I just like explored all the different rooms. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I wasn't sure, like, with between like use and the, like some of the different verbs. I like I like was like experimenting with like how to like operate different things. Sure. Um. Yeah, and sometimes I would try to, and sometimes I would try to use something, and then would say use, like item, and then would with, say like yeah. with, and I'd be like with what, with what? <laughs> There's nothing to use it with. Why can't I just use the thing? Yeah. Um. So I did lots of exploring. I I managed to do some like I figured out there was like that um the one like alien or tentacle thing mm-hmm. that I figured out like. That I could like feed it the wax fruit, yeah, that's what he uh, wants. and all that stuff. That's what he wanted. Like I just figured that out on my own. There were you know different things like that. Um, I wouldn't say I made. I probably played for like thirty to forty minutes, mm-hmm. and I I made I would say very little progress. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I think that's not surprising. Like just given the kind of game it is, and it's a little obtuse. Like it doesn't hold your hand very much you know and i you know i feel like with adventure games like the first time you play them so much of it like is like just kind of walking around and being like okay where can i go you're just kind of learning what the interactive objects are and just picking up everything because you know like okay i'm gonna have to use an item on something at some point so i'm just gonna like get everything in my inventory and i was i was so curious i was like is there a way to beat the game regardless of what combination of kids you you pick like is there a combination of kids you can pick where like you just can't beat the game i was so curious about that i was like did i pick wrong like (laughs) like what you know i i don't know yeah uh i i was curious about that too i think i was always under the impression that you there was like only two good combos but apparently there's no way to like brick yourself from beating the game like from your your choices Uh um i think there are certain comp like basically you know because everyone has different skills that can sort of like unlock the last part of the game and uh 
one of them is Bernard because he can fix this radio that you can use to call the meteor police that will arrest the like they'll come from space and arrest the the purple meteor or just the, <laughs> the meteor. Um, uh-huh. The other tactic is that Wendy, the writer, she find you can find like the the meteor's manuscript, which is very poorly written. And you just take that to the typewriter with Wendy and she'll rewrite it and make it better. And then you can send that off and get a publishing contract for it. And it just makes the meteor famous so he doesn't have to be evil anymore. But the other, I think the other useful characters are like, basically Razor and Sid are exactly the same. They have the same skills. They're both musicians. Mm -hmm. You record yourself playing the piano that's in the music room and you show, you like let the purple or let green tentacle listen to it and he's like oh, okay you're a musician too you get me i wish i could get my band started and he like gives you his band's demo tape but if you've been like if you look at the tv in that same room that has the ad that's like we publish anything basically you send in his demo to that company and get him a recording contract and he's like oh my god you got me thank you so much and he'll help you get past purple tentacle in the the lower lower part of the game and Basically, that the way you beat the game that way is you can. Uh, there's other stuff you have to do, but you basically have to just grab the the meteor, and like you can feed him to the the plant, like the man eating plant that's on the top floor, or there's another thing you can do with him. I think. Oh, I think you can put him in the the car in the garage, which is like an Edsel, and it'll fly off into space. Um. Oh man! But yeah, so it's a it's a cool game because there's so many like there are all these unique endings and there are multiple ways to do it depending on who your characters are and what their skills are. But again, it's like I mean, in some ways it's probably not fair to <laughs> like in inflicted it upon you for the podcast because it's really like a game that the more you play it and the more you sort of are familiar with it, you kind of get how it works and like. Uh, I. I mean, I think you know, it's a game you either have to play for a really long time or you need like a walkthrough for it. Yeah, definitely. And some of the puzzles are kind of obtuse. And I feel like a lot of them go out of their way to like the most obvious solution is not always the the best solution. Um, but I mean, did you ever overall find it like like a frustrating experience? Um. It's interesting. It's, I mean, on the one hand, yes, it was yeah. frustrating. Um, I mean, part of the frustration was because of the control system, but I also like knew if I was playing it uh, like a different version of it, that, that that aspect would be less frustrating. Yeah. And then part of it was like, well, if I had like a lot of time to devote to this, mm-hmm. I could figure this out on my own. Totally. Um, over like a long period of time. Yeah. And then there was like, well, if I was using a walkthrough, I could like just do all of this, but then like then I would just be using a walkthrough for it, and that wouldn't like yeah. be that satisfying. Yeah, especially for a puzzle game, it kind of feels like, well, if I'm not solving this by myself, then what am I doing here? Because so much of it was like they're just because you're right. It's like it was there's there isn't really any any hand holding in the yeah. game. I would like go into room after room and be like, well, I don't I don't know what this room mm-hmm. is for or what I'm gonna like what. I would do in like I went into like the room with like the video games yeah. and there was an air hockey table and all these different like arcade games. And I, I was like, I don't, I don't, 
I looked at everything and I'm like, I yeah. don't know what this room is for. Yeah, yeah. And I'd leave and I'd move on to another room and I'd be like, there's a bunch of stuff in this room and I can take some of it, but I don't know what it, any of it's for. So I'm going right. to take what I can take and then move on. And then I, I, for most of it, I just never reached a point where I was like, I, I just didn't solve enough stuff sure. to feel like after like enough, a lot of time had passed. Like even the part where like I never reached the part where like the package showed up. Oh, like that yeah, I saw sure. that I saw, you know, because I think that's like a timed event. Like we're like after maybe an hour of gameplay that happens. And, mm-hmm. and and that's one of those things where you have to react very quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the few times where like certain paths can close off to you because there are stamps like uncanceled stamps on the package and you have, and you to, have to get them. Yeah. And you have to like pick them up before you pick the package because if you pick up the package first, you just can't grab the stamps. Right. Yeah. Which is annoying. Although I will say this game compared to like adventure games that came before it, it doesn't have a lot of like fail states like that. Like I feel like, you know, King's Quest two or three is notorious for like there's like this one thing you have to do early in the game that if you don't do it like four hours later near the end of the game, it'll be like, oh, you can't progress because you didn't do this this thing four hours ago. You have to start over. And it was kind of like. I think that's the developers baked it into the game as like, oh, this is a challenge. This makes it fun, but it's actually not very fun at all for anybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's terrible. So I think Ron Gilbert like didn't like stuff like that, and he wanted to minimize. It's it is very hard to like fail the game completely. Some of the characters can die, which is kind of one of the easiest ways to wall off uh, any roads to victory. Yeah, there was for me. There was definitely like an aspect of like recognizing that this was like a really like well thought out well crafted game but in a lot of ways feeling like i was like on the outside of it looking in at it tap 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 it on the glass and it's being like well if you know if i had like a lot of time to i was like if i had like a lot of time to to devote to it yeah and maybe like start start over like try and an actual um computer port where i could use the mouse and see what that was like Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe this is also getting ahead of ourselves, but there is like a sequel to this game called Day of the Tentacle, which is, I think, just overall like a much better game and more polished and just feels like, okay, we learned how to run with Maniac Mansion. We're going to learn how to fly with this game. (laughs) Yeah, you're basically in the same mansion. There's the same characters, but it's just a very different vibe. It's a lot more cartoony. Came out in 1993, so it was like on cd-rom it's fully voice acted oh wow it's very funny like the writing is incredibly good it's very funny um some of the puzzles are still obtuse but like Uh if even if they're obtuse there's like a joke to it um but there's like more like dialogue tree options or like you maybe have to convince someone of something to to make sort of make progress Mm -hmm. and there's also time travel in it so basically bernard is the main character but he has two other kids with him. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll just talk about Day of the Tentacle for a little bit because it brings me such joy. Please, so basically, please do. Uh, so the game starts with a cutscene <laughs> in which uh, green and purple tentacle are there. They're looking at like nuclear sludge in the backyard. Purple tentacle, who is predisposed towards evil, drank some of it, and then he mutates arms. And he's like, now I can take over the world. And Green Tunnel's like, oh, no, this is terrible. And uh, 
he sends a letter to Bernard. And Bernard's like, I have to go back to the mansion. And he takes his sort of like rock and roll roadie friend Hoagie with him. And also like this med student named Laverne, who's just kind of like wiry <laughs> and like, oh, I want to use my scalpel on everything. Um, but And they run into Dr. Fred and he's like, great, come with me. We have to go back to the past so I can turn this machine off yesterday. So Dr. Fred is like, now you're, he's like, oh, I recognize you from that time you broke into my mansion. Come on, let me help you. But then he, his time machine screws up. So Bernard stays in the present, but then Hoagie goes 200 years in the past. Laverne goes 200 years in the future. And so you can pick any one of them at any time, kind of like the original Maniac Mansion. But, Mm -hmm. and it's the same environment, but like in different time periods. So it's like three different games kind of coexisting. And some of the puzzles are like, I mean, I think the best example is like in the past, there's a, a kumquat tree outside of the house and you need to get that tree cut down. Members of the Constitutional Convention are staying at the house because it's like also a bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. So like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson are there and you have to convince, you have to paint the kumquats red so that you can talk to George Washington challenge him be like i bet you can't chop down cherry trees anymore you loser and he's like well of course i can look there's one right there and he goes and chops it down and then when you chop that tree down 400 years in the future laverne who's trapped in the tree like the tree disappears suddenly and then she's like oh now i can move so it has like really just clever puzzles like that but it's it's just a joy <laughs> that sounds great yeah i'm seeing that there's there's even an ios version Oh, great. So maybe I'll just I'll just bust that out later. And it has the same system of like the verbs are at the bottom that you point on. But uh I feel like it's it's streamlined a little bit. So I think there are only like nine different words you can click on. Like instead of like turn on, turn, turn off, like that stuff is just kind of like under use, you know, which makes more mm-hmm. sense. Apparently in the original PC version of Maniac Mansion, there was like even more than there are in the NES version including oh, like an option for look at, you know how when you just like scroll over an item, it'll show you what it is. It'll say like doormat. I just put right. a mouse over it. Apparently in the original version, you had to like click look at first oh, to identify terrible. it. <laughs> that sounds really just miserable. Yeah. But, um, but it's still better than like having to like type everything out and like hope you're guessing what a thing is called. Definitely. Correctly. Definitely. Uh, I did, so, like I mentioned, that some of the kids can die. Um, yes. Yeah, and that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you kind of have to work hard for that to happen. One way is uh, Weird Ed has a a hamster, in which you famously can microwave and kill the hamster. Yes, I read about that. Yeah, which there's no reason to do that other than just being a bad person (laughs) in my opinion. Right. But you can show the mutilated hamster to Ed and he'll get mad. And then you just, then there's just, you're just replaced by a tombstone on the, uh, in the front yard. (laughs) Um, here's another trigger warning for this. This is kind of terrible. Uh, there is a record of, of tentacle of quote unquote tentacle mating calls in green tentacles room. So if you, record that onto a cassette, then play it in Green Tentacles Room, you just die. So the implications of that are staggeringly terrible. 
Oh, yeah, that's real. Bad. That's bad on a variety of levels. On all a the Nintendo same game. <laughs> well, there's that whole. I read a whole big article about how there's like all kinds of things in the game that they had to like sanitize for the NES. Yeah, like apparently Nurse Edna was a little hornier in the original version, and they toned that down. Yeah, they couldn't say it's, you get your brain sucked out. They had to say removed. removed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think yeah, use of the word "kill" they had to get rid of because Nintendo games were just, Nintendo was like super protective about like it being a family system, it being like everything being kid friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just I mean this game like definitely like has a pg-13 vibe to it so it's yeah, yeah. It's just, it feels like it's kind of a little uncomfortable in the nes skin yeah the, the original title of the the tuna diver game was oh. muff diver Oof, yeah that's that's rough that's what because it's like why is a video game called tuna diver oh well, that's yeah. because it was supposed to be called muff diver Jeez. Wah. Yeah, Tuna Diver just sounds like so like I always thought that was just like, oh, this is just an innocent, goofy name for an arcade game. Oh, I won't I won't go through all the deaths, but I do wanna there is a like an one ending that I thought was incredibly funny. Where basically it's if you do the regular, you know, send the meteor away ending, but Dave has died. Basically the ending is, you know, Dr. Fred apologizes to Sandy and the other kid outside the house, and he mm-hmm. says I'm sorry my mad, insane plan cost your boyfriend his life. How can I repay you for what I've done? Hey, wait. I could build a machine that could bring him back to life. But that's another story. Ha 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 ha. And he just walks off. And then Sandy just says, great. Then the credits roll. (laughs) And I think that is perfect comedy. (laughs) That is amazing. And it's kind of an allusion to the sequel in a way. Because it's like, oh, he's going to build a time machine? Is that why he built the time machine (laughs) for the second game? Is that why Dave is not in the same the second game? Poor Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Any any uh, final thoughts about this game? Um. No. I mean, I guess it's like it's a game that I I admire, yeah. uh, for what it is, and I feel like if I had put in the FaceTime as a kid or something, like I I would probably have had more fun. It's like I was sure. I, I I I I could see the humor in the design of it. Mm-hmm. And I could, um, there was a lot about it I could appreciate. I just, yeah. I didn't have like a super fun time playing it, but that didn't make me not appreciate what the game is. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. I could, I could see what was, what was good and fun about the game and I, I could see the humor in it, mm-hmm. um, and appreciate those aspects of it without necessarily like, Having, I was hoping to have more fun playing it than I did. Yeah. Um, and so I hope I want to make sure we pick a really fun game for next <laughs> next episode because I'd like to have more fun playing it. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't like think about that so much because like my whole expectation this coming week was because like I knew this game and just kind of was able to zip right into it and have a good time. I was like, oh, we have to pick a real crappy game next week because we had two like fun games in a row. But I think we'll reevaluate that when we pick the next game. Well, even even less than like um, a really fun game, I think is maybe a game that's like a little easier to understand for me. Yeah, totally. 
because this game was just like I I just was felt so lost. Yeah. And so I felt like I wasn't able to accomplish much. So like even if it's like not a fun game, like mm-hmm. a game that I can at least like wrap my head around a little more and not feel like, well, I I didn't really accomplish much because <laughs> accomplish much. I just said accomplish much. Oh, that's my favorite kind of sandwich. Accomplish. Yeah. I love a good accomplish. I love a good accomplish. It's got turkey and um and a fabric of dreams. Turkey, the fabric of dreams, and duplicitousness. <laughs> um, well, the only other thing I'll say, I I'm yeah, always kind of obsessed with the uh, the history of games like this. This is another game that it feels like. Oh, this we've done like a lot of historically important games. It feels like that we're always like, oh, this is the first game that did this or that or whatever. Again, I'll recommend uh, the Retronauts podcast is a really great historical deep dive on this. It's like episode 122. It's from like four years ago. So you can search for that if you're interested on more about Maniac Mansion. Also, I think I knew about this game because it was a Nintendo Power cover. So that is what got me interested because I had Nintendo Power as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I probably had that issue, honestly. And there was like a picture, like there was a map of the whole house in the game. But like in the corner, there was like a little like man-eating plant. And it said Little House of Horrors by the plant. And because oh. I was also hugely obsessed with Little Shop of Horrors around the same time, I was like, I have to play this game. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, Worlds collide. Worlds collide. When worlds collide, said George Powell to his bride. Although I guess they, they kind of overlap because, I mean, they're both inspired by a, a 60s horror comedy vibe yeah totally yeah. um but uh should we should we rate this thing mm-hmm. all right well i'll let you take take it first well even though i didn't have a great time um i respect it and i wish that i had more fun <laughs> so i will give it um a good six and a half out of ten scums. <laughs> okay. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now I've been debating: Do I is my rating system going to be uh, tuna heads? Seems too obvious because that's a famous line from the game at the beginning. Yes, Bernard W. Tuna Head. But there's also a a useless object in the game called Chuck the Plant. In like the library, there's just a plant called Chuck the Plant that does nothing, but is still mm-hmm. identified. And I always like that. So and it's my brother's name. So <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. This game, I really, you know, I think is important to my development as a human, <laughs> just in terms of its whole vibe and the kind of like things that always attract me. So, uh, and I think it was probably the first like point and click adventure game I played, which is always still a genre I keep coming back to. And I think, and like I said, the sequel is probably one of my top five games ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and replaying it was more enjoyable than I actually expected because I thought it was going to be kind of clunkier than it feels. So I'm going to give it a solid nine out of 10 Chuck the Plants. Excellent. Excellent. I don't begrudge you for that one second. Uh, but Mr. Bolin, the real question is, uh, what makes it sing? Mm. 
That's an excellent question. Yeah. Um, something about the like retro vibe. I don't know why I was thinking of this. This is just like a random idea. It might be terrible. Was like, like a. I started thinking about that song, like, "Hey Mickey, you're so fine" for some reason, and then I started thinking about like, like spelling the name of the of the game, like M A M A N I A C M A N Shun M A N I A C M A N Shun. I mean, or like, there's different <laughs> ways to do it, like M A N I A C M A N S I O N Maniac Mansion. Um, I really like the Sean idea. That's really good. Or M A M A M A N E A C M A N M A N S I O N M A N E A C M A N S I O N. Or the, but then the first one I like too. M A N I A. Wait, was it M A N I A C M A N? Wait, M A Sean. M A N I A C M A N Sean. It's like the rock and roll radio rhythm, right? Yeah, it is like rock and roll radio, yeah. yeah. <laughs> M. Wait, what chord, what chord are you playing? Uh, C to like E flat okay, that to, is B C, flat, yeah. to B flat. M-A-N-I-A-C-M-A-N. Sean. M. Yeah. M-A-N-I-A-C-A-N. <laughs> it's really hard to say. M A N I A C M A N. Shun. M A N I A C M A N. Shun. And it's like boom cha boom boom cha. And there's like clap, you know, hands clapping. Yeah. M A N I A C M A N. Shun. M A N I A C N. Shun. That's very good. A N I A C M A N. Shun M A N I A. Probably wouldn't happen right up front. Do you think there's like a roll call, like, like uh, Dave, Ben, Bernard, Razor, Purple Tentacle? Yeah, totally. Green Tentacle. What's up? Hello. Purple Tentacle. Hello. Gonna take over the world. Bernard Bernoulli. Here hey, I am. Edna. <laughs> You can call Edna for a really good time. Mummy's up and is really divine. A green tentacle's gonna start up a band. You listen to his demo and it's really kind of good. Really so grand. I said the Maniac Mansion. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. At the Maniac Mansion. Were you going to A flat? It's like A flat, E flat, B flat, F. Yeah, I like that. The Maniac Mansion. Maniac, Maniac, Maniac Mansion. 
Mansion. Maniac, 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 my mansion. Maybe it's a song that the Dr. Ed has commissioned the Green Tentacle to write to lure teenagers to the house. Oh, that's awesome. For his experiments. I like that. Let's just let's do it. We, everybody comes down to the mansion. All the kids are coming down to the mansion tonight because they know they're gonna them and something afraid because Ed's, Ed's gonna DJ and they're gonna listen because Riz is gonna be there and sits on the bass. Riz is on the keyboard now and sits on the bass at the Maniac Mansion on a Saturday night. Maniac Mansion on a Saturday night. <laughs> Well, Edna's making cookies and, um... Wait, what's some of the stuff that's in the fridge? There's, like, the rotten lettuce, there's cheese and, like, batteries. We got some rotten lettuce and some cheese in the fridge. And Edna cooks it up into a feast for the kids at the Maniac Mansion on a Saturday night. Maniac Mansion on a Saturday night. (laughs) We got lots of cool something and video games. We got Tuna Diver. Um, they were the they were kind of gross, but then we changed all their names. At the Maniac Mansion, Maniac Mansion, yeah. Put your coins in Tuna Diver and you'll play it all night. Right next door, there's a lab. <laughs> you can get an exam on the door to the right at the Maniac Mansion. Need, need just like a look at a list of all this shit in the game. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, like uh, Weird Ed has kind of like got this Dwight Schrute vibe to him. Yep. He's kind of like a yeah, paramilitary is. guy. <laughs> you can meet Fred. He's a really cool guy, but all the trespassers... Trespassers gonna get their brains sucked dry at the Maniac Mansion on a Saturday night. Maniac Mansion on a Saturday night. After you're drunk, come on up to my room because I got a demo tape that you're gonna consume. And if you don't like it, well, that's okay because I'll... Take it to the meteor anyway. Hey! Come and see the media. Did we mention there's a media? No, it's not an evil media. See the media. It, you must meet the media. Definitely meet the media. It's not com- It's compulsory to meet the media. <laughs> it's compulsory to meet the media on Saturday night. Meet the media on Saturday night. The- we won't validate your parking pass. We promise you won't die at the mansion tonight. I said we promise you won't die at the mansion tonight. Yes, you probably won't die at the mansion tonight. At the Maniac Mansion tonight. Maniac Mansion tonight. We got a sweet-ass garage and a pantry, too. There's a swimming pool that you can 
use. Uh, <laughs> I would say please don't use because it's filled with nuclear reactor water. Oh, please don't and use because it's filled with nuclear reactor ooze. Yeah. At the Maniac Mansion on a Saturday night. Maniac Mansion on a Saturday. Wow. It's gonna something to do. Wow. What are the lines there? Right. Uh, it's, it's got the tune, baby. Yeah, the tune. Uh, There's a pantry too. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just looking at the rooms well, on the map. Doing a hard sell on the pantry. Yeah. Uh, we got. Whoa. We got a music room. Whoa. And a living room. Whoa. <laughs> There's a dark room too. There's so many rooms that are also rooms. <laughs> Please don't fix the phone or the radio. Wahoo! There's a call the meteor police, please. Do not call the meteor police. Oh, definitely don't call the meteor police. The meteor's fine. Don't bug the meteor. Come look at the meteor. Talk to the meteor. The meteor loves you. <laughs> Don't call the meteor police. It's fine exactly where it is. Don't call the meteor police because the meteor loves you. But he's come and see the meteor. <laughs> meteor loves you, doves you, loves you. The meteor loves you, loves you, loves you. Why don't you come and see the meteor? The meteor loves you, loves you, loves, loves you, loves you, loves you. The meteor loves you, loves you, loves you. Yes, it loves you, loves you. Come and make love to the meteor girl. Purple tentacle will watch you love the meteor. Purple tentacle love the meteor. Love the meteor. Kiss the meteor. Fuck the meteor. <laughs> Be one with the meteor. You are now the meteor. Cause the meteor loves you, loves you, loves you, babe. One more time. Roll call. Dave, Bernard, <laughs> Razor, Sid, Jeff, Dave, Weird Ed. What? Huh? Or Dead Cousin Ted. Ooh. He's the mummy. The meteor. <laughs> <laughs> We're all here at the M I N M A N I A C M A N Shun M A N I A C M A N Shun Maniac 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 Mansion It's the mansion of maniacs Maniac 
Maniac Mansion! Maniac Mansion, it's a mansion of maniacs and meteors that definitely won't kill you. Don't call the media police. Did you like my song? My name is Green Tentacle, I wrote this song. Did you like my song? My name is Green Tentacle, I wrote this song. And if you like this song, can you tell someone? Can you get me a contract? Can you tell someone? Did you like this song? My name is Green Tentacle, I wrote this. He wrote this song. Did you like this song? My name is Green Tentacle, did you like this song? Did you like this song? Cause I wrote this song. If you like this song, will you tell someone? If you like this song, will you tell someone? Will you tell someone? Cause I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. So come on. Come on. Let's get out of this maniac mansion. Come on. Come on. Let's get out of this maniac mansion. This maniac mansion. Let's make love till the dawn. <laughs> you think all the pieces are there? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. We we've done more with less. <laughs> That's that could be our slogan. Bid parade. We've done Do- more with less. <laughs> All the teens are getting down at the house on the hill. There's a party and the Edisons are footing the bill. It's the Maniac Mansion on a Saturday night. The plants may fight at the Maniac Mansion on a Saturday night. Oh, green tentacles and a rock and roll band. Listen to his demo, yeah, it's really quite grand. I said the Maniac Mansion, come on and give it a try. You probably won't die at the Maniac Mansion on a Saturday night. You can call it for a really good time. The kitchen's kind of messy, but our cooking's divine. There's ketchup and lettuce and really old batteries. But keep your greasy hands off a weird it's cheese. If you get a little drunk, come on up to my room. Because I got a demo tape that you'll want to consume. And if you don't like it, well, that's okay. Cause I'll take you to the media anyway Come and see the media Did I mention there's a media? No, it's not an evil media But you gotta meet the media It's compulsory to meet the media on Saturday night We promise you won't die at the mansion tonight No, you probably won't die at the mansion tonight Somewhat unlikely that you'll die at the mansion tonight we got a sweet ass garage and a car you can't use. And a pool you shouldn't swim in cause of nuclear ooze. We got a music room and a living room. 
factory too So many rooms that are also rooms, yeah Please don't fix the phone Or the radio Don't call the media police No, do not call the media police Definitely don't call the media police The media is fine, don't worry about the media Look at the media, talk to the media Media loves you Oh, absolutely! Yeah, this this was a stinking piece of trash until we wrote that song we about it. it. But we so. actually have we have something special to share. Oh yes, we have a uh, listener mail, um, and this comes from our friend and collaborator Dan Pardo, who is like the other part of our the music arm of uh of the Sack Lunch Bunch. He was our music director on that. He's the the man, the myth, the legend, the glorious. Um, yeah. Uh, just a delightful, <laughs> delightful, charming man. I was trying to think of like a clever nickname off the top of my head, but he's he's just Dan Dan the man. During the Trump years, is doing the lyrics of Resistance on Facebook, which I always look forward to. Oh God, those are incredible. Yeah, very so very talented guy. But uh, he wrote to us. He's basically he went crazy when he found out that we were doing Toe Jam and Earl and wanted to like talk about it. So. This, yeah, this is Hero's letter about Toe Jam and Earl. He says, Hey, Mike and Eli, so pumped for this upcoming Toe Jam and Earl episode. I love everything about this game from the funky soundtrack and sound effects to the intuitive gameplay and, of course, the characters, both alien and human. To me, the aesthetic is the video game embodiment of Trapper Keepers, Disney transport buses, and Hanging with Mr. Cooper cutscenes. Absolutely iconic. I used to play it on Sega Genesis with my friend Ian, role-playing the two characters. I was always Earl, what's up? When every level was loading in the elevator, we would recite the interactions out loud. Discovering the secret level zero blew our minds. I actually don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I'm going to Google that immediately. Yeah, shoot. 
Um, getting the last ship piece was a tearful triumph, and I'm still wondering how to cash in on Jetpack Santa. In college, I returned to the game taking a drink every time I entered an elevator. It's absolutely everything. Hope your experience with it on Bit Parade gives you a glimpse of that special magic. Dan Pardo, number one Bit Parade super fan. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, we love you, Dan. How lovely. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, man, you're great. And yeah, I always look for... Uh, have you ever played drinking games with video games you like? Um, Gosh, I don't, I don't know if I have. Yeah, damn. I, I, I mean, start. I, I think I did uh, like my fair share of like drunk driving with Mario Kart sixty four in college. Oh, sure. Yeah, and I've heard that. I think either at Polygon or maybe the McElroy brothers have talked about this thing called Cario Mart, which is like basically like a where you play Mario Kart, but you have to have to finish a beer like during the course of a race oh wow so what however you would accomplish that while you're racing you have to drink the yeah. beer. that's that's <laughs> hilarious yeah uh so that's pretty wild and i'm probably too old for such shenanigans now uh but anyway uh well that's gonna do it for this episode of bit parade eli do you have anything to plug um no not not really i uh you know <laughs> same same things same stuff uh, no projects yeah no no until projects they, until i mean I'm, the world opens. I'm yeah i mean i'm i'm writing things but i don't have anything really that that people can hear but if you follow you know me on twitter and instagram uh you know eli at eli bolin you can always find me ranting and raving and um you know if you i guess there's things i've i have worked on recently if you go to um like season one of Animaniacs on Hulu. There's a song in the last episode of the season I wrote with my friend Jess Locker about the first ladies of the United States. So I could have mentioned that at any point in previous episodes because <laughs> it's been out for a little while, but I'm mentioning it now. So go and watch that, I guess. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, you know, you know, Google me and if there's anything that comes up that's worth listening to, I don't know listen to it tell your friends if not you don't like it just shut up <laughs> mike what about you <laughs> i mean how i follow that uh yeah i'm i'm at mike petri on twitter um also on twitch where i'm uh wednesday nights uh playing final fantasy 4 and fridays i'm either playing the game for this show or i am uh arranging the song for this show um, and last week, I actually did some arranging on Wednesday night instead. So, I, you know, just trying to keep it fresh. Uh, and also, after we talked about it, I did start updating my website. So I feel confident in saying you can go to MikePetri.com and see what's what all is there. Um, our cover art is by Nicole Wong, who you can follow on Instagram at, at underscore nerdfaithartish. And all the music in this episode is by us, of course. Did anyone recommend this game or was this... a creation of our hearts and minds um i think yeah i think mike petri <laughs> recommended this one <laughs> uh, well done i did realize something though we didn't mention it last week but I, I think toe jam and earl i have in my notes was suggested by andrew tiaf oh andrew teff teff yeah andrew, oh, okay. andrew teff yeah we went to high school together oh so cool thanks th andrew th thanks andrew did and sorry we didn't mention you last time we, that's my fault we terrible 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 human beings we're the worst at casting pods. Yeah, man. 
Uh, so be sure to subscribe to BitParade on your favorite podcatcher, which is a word that I only learned when we started doing this podcast. And please, <laughs> that just means the software that you use to listen to the podcast. Yeah. So Apple Podcasts, right. Spotify, whatevs. And please rate us and review us. This is so helpful for us. We are a new podcast. Any rating, any review that you can give us. And by any rating, I mean a five-star rating and only a five-star rating. Also, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BitParade pod and email any questions game suggestions anything to bitparadepod at gmail.com if you do give us a positive rating on the apple store we might read your review on the show uh but we don't have one to read today because we're not getting those reviews so come on come on man come on folks yeah Thanks so much for tuning in to Bit Parade with Mike Petrie and Eli Bolin. We'll see you in two weeks when we tackle Monster Party for NES. Until then, touch the meteor. Love the meteor. I love that meteor. It loves you. I will touch it. <laughs> Gently. Thanks, everybody. Gently. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.